Chapter Twenty One of Manners for Men. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. Manners for Men by Mrs. Humphrey. Chapter Twenty One visiting cards and calls it is necessary for every young man to have a supply of visiting cards and for these there is one fixed rule any departure from which betokens want of knowledge of the customs of well-bred people the size must be exactly three inches by one and a half the pasteboard must be pure white and glossy and the lettering must be in italic an idea prevails among young men of a certain class that it is incorrect to put the title mister before their own name on a visiting card this is a great mistake not to put it is to show oneself lacking in savoir-faire the name must always be preceded by mister or sir or other title the address must occupy the left-hand corner and the name of one's club or clubs must follow it when a young man has no permanent address it is well to have only his name printed filling in the address in pencil before leaving or presenting his card the hours for calling are from four to seven in the afternoon but young men who are not on very intimate terms with the family should carefully abstain from calling after six o'clock lest they should be the last and solitary caller when the door is opened and the question is mrs blank at home answered in the affirmative the visitor is invited to follow the servant he may take off his overcoat if he wishes but he must carry his hat and stick in his hand the right-hand glove must be removed the gloved hand is never given to a lady certain exceptional circumstances proving the rule arrived in the drawing-room he holds his hat and glove in the left hand greets hostess first she shaking hands with him and then he looks round the room and greets any acquaintance he may recognize going up to them if he knows them well bowing if his previous knowledge of them has been slight having taken his seat he still holds his hat in his hand and he must find small talk as best he can for sitting silent is awkward for him and distressing to his hostess she by the way will probably say would you not like to put down your hat indicating some spot where he may lay it the reason of carrying the hat to the drawing-room is a somewhat subtle one it is based on the supposition that the masculine caller feels himself privileged in being permitted to pay his respects and feeling himself on sufferance is ready to leave in a moment hat in hand should he not find his presence agreeable and acceptable i have a private theory that this custom is cherished and kept up by men from a conviction that their hats are much safer in their own sight in the drawing-room than they would be downstairs in the hall new umbrellas have been taken instead of old as we all know and new hats are quite as tempting if not more so do not send your card up when making a call this is reserved for business men 
the servant asks your name and it must be given very distinctly it will then be announced in a loud clear voice when the door is opened should the hostess show by her manner that she has not recognized the name its owner must recall himself to her memory by saying i am mr so-and-so i had the pleasure of etc etc explaining the circumstances that led to the call the visiting card must be left on the hall table when the caller goes away one card for the ladies of the house and one for the gentleman or gentlemen whether these latter have been present or absent during the call should the lady called on be not at home the cards are given to the servant when a man has rendered an unknown lady some really important service as in the case of a street accident or some other disagreeable circumstance in which he has been able to avert from her some unpleasantness which she would have otherwise incurred the lady will probably ask him to let her know to whom she is indebted for so much kindness the proper course to pursue is to disclaim any special obligation but if the lady persists it is then good manners to give the name should the gentleman feel very much interested in the lady he may say i should very much like to call to-morrow to find out if you are none the worse for your adventure she may then give him her address and he would give her his card but this would all be very much out of place if the affair had been some mere matter of common courtesy such as picking up some article dropped by a lady and restoring it to her a gentleman in such circumstances raises his hat and retires as quickly as possible lest the lady should imagine that he could base a claim to her acquaintance on the performance of so trivial a service it is only the cad who thus presumes and the cadess who allows him to do so visiting cards are never sent by post they denote a call in person the only exception to this rule is in sending out p p c cards these are always sent by post the letters denote pour prendre congé to take leave and are used when it is found impossible to call and say good-bye to all one circle of acquaintance a call after a ball or dinner party must be made within the week and cards left in calling to inquire after the welfare of an invalid or after the family has suffered bereavement cards are always left if a man is on intimate terms with a family that has suffered bereavement he sometimes uses cards with a slight line of black and should he write a letter of condolence note-paper and envelopes with the same slight indication of mourning on them this expresses sympathy and a personal share in the sorrow felt in making a call after death has visited any family the dress of the caller should be attuned to the occasion and should be of a sombre colour though it need not be precisely mourning when a man is a frequent visitor to any house he may leave his hat and stick in the hall the umbrella is never taken into a drawing-room cards must be left after an invitation whether the latter be accepted or not in case of not wishing to pursue the acquaintance of the person who sent the invitation it is sufficient to leave the cards without inquiring whether the lady is at home 
if a man should wish for any reason to courteously end an acquaintanceship he can do it without any of the intolerable cutting a method resorted to only by the rough and uncultivated he may make a call that in his own mind he knows to be a final one remaining only just the quarter of an hour that is the minimum length of such functions and preserving a certain gravity of demeanour which is as free from sulks as it is from other forms of bad temper after this he may leave cards once more without asking if the ladies of the family are at home in this way he can gradually and with perfect courtesy break off the intimacy in the street he raises his hat but does not stop to speak it is quite possible to ignore the attempt to do so on the opposite side but should circumstances be such as to make it difficult to do so without positive rudeness he must stop putting an end to the conversation at the earliest possible moment a call should never extend over half an hour unless the caller be expressly requested to prolong it a gentleman never looks at his watch during a call at a dinner-party afternoon reception or ball this is prohibited because the inference would be that time was dragging with him and that he was anxious to get away a man may feel such anxiety but he must hide it if he would be deemed well-bred young men who do not pay their duty call and leave a card after any entertainment are likely to be omitted from the list of guests invited on some succeeding occasion occasionally it happens that a young man finds himself dropped by some family with whom he has been on terms of intimacy he is debarred by the rules of polite society from asking for an explanation it being a canon of good breeding never to ask questions that are embarrassing to reply to this has been embodied in a very outspoken and unceremonious phrase you ask me no questions i tell you no lies there is a deep truth in it nevertheless and even in family life it is well to observe it sometimes the reason a young man is dropped in this way is that something to his disadvantage has been discovered but not unfrequently the true reason is that one of the daughters of the house has shown a preference for his society which the parents think should be checked girls of the present day do not always exercise the well-bred self-control that is the rule of good society in such matters to love unsought is a misfortune for any girl leading inevitably to much mortification and humiliation but these may be minimized if she can only practice a dignified reticence about her feelings but should a young man thus capriciously as it seems to him be left out in the cold be on sufficiently good terms with a son of the house it would be quite in rule for him to put out a feeler or two on the subject i say old fellow i wonder if i have been so unfortunate as to offend your people in any way he will soon discover from the aspect of his interlocutor whether he is likely to gain any information on the matter calls of inquiry in calling on friends who have suffered bereavement after having received their card of thanks for kind inquiries it is of course requisite that the dress should be of the quietest description 
a red tie for instance would be horribly out of place only in case of very intimate friendships is the call prolonged beyond ten minutes or a quarter of an hour the caller takes his tone from that of the family it is in the worst taste to refer to the loss sustained unless the initiative is taken by one of those bereaved this is very seldom done and the conversation is usually conducted on lines calculated to avert any disturbing remark no one likes to break down or lose self-command except in seclusion and in fact it is only necessary to look into one's own consciousness in order to discover what is the best course to follow in such cases should a young man be invited to attend the funeral he must wear mourning black gloves and black hatband punctuality important at all times is particularly essential at this dreary ceremonial the family usually provides carriages but in the case of friends who possess equipages they always take their own it is the custom to assemble at the house or to go by fixed train should the family reside in the country it is better not to accept any invitations to return to the house afterwards for as a rule these are only given as a matter of form we often see in newspapers after the announcement of a death a request that no flowers may be sent failure to comply with this would argue a want of perception but when no such intimation is made a friend may send flowers the only essential being that they should consist as a rule of pure white flowers or orchids pansies or violets occasionally an exception is made to these in the case of favourite flowers of the lost friend an exquisite garland of pale tea-roses appeared among the scores of wreaths seen at the funeral of one of our greatest poets End of chapter 21 Recording by phone